It is the start of the second half of the season, the unofficial second half. Let's uh, look a little back and look a little forward as well with Brewers reporter Andrew Wagner as he joins us here on Brewers 360. Andrew, thanks for getting up early for us this morning. We appreciate it. Uh, What was your biggest takeaway looking backward at the unofficial first half of the season for these Milwaukee Brewers? Uh, That they're pretty good uh, to to be able to do what they did despite – the injuries and, and, you know, the other setbacks they had and, and without Christian Yelich hitting the way you expect that, you know, David Stearns put together a, a pretty good group that kind of lived up to, you know, what he was hoping for. And Andrew, considering the fact that this team has not been healthy, I mean, no team ever is really 100% for a sustained amount of time, but the Brewers have sustained some major injuries thus far. They're hoping to get Colton Wong back maybe tonight. you still got Lorenzo Cain on the Pines, plus, you know, what happened with Travis Shaw. We forget about him at third base. This team has still been able to f- craft themselves a spot atop the division. Absolutely, and that, that's, a credit, that's a credit to the pitching staff. You know, those guys... Uh, let's be clear, it's not just Woodruff, Peralta, and Burns, and those guys have absolutely set the tone and done some historic things, but that entire starting rotation, Brett Anderson, Eric Lauer, especially of late, uh, what they've been doing this year is, is, I don't think we've seen this here in Milwaukee before. You know, so many years it's patching together a rotation and cobbling together innings out of guys. Uh, This is an absolutely dominant starting rotation, and when you have pitching like that, night in and night out consistently, good things are going to happen and you're going to be able to overcome shortcomings elsewhere on the roster. Andrew, you mentioned Christian Yelich a couple of moments ago. What's your interpretation of what's gone so wrong for him uh, this season in particular? And I guess if you want to lump in the truncated season last year, you can as well because it's been a while since we've seen him look like himself. I I think it's a combination of things. One, I, I, I think... First of all, I think last year screwed everybody up. Uh, it, in one way or another, it, it just it, it screwed everyone up, and then that has a lingering effect. You know, you get into some habits, and no matter what, you just kind of get thrown off on it. So I think there is some after effect to last season. Two, I think what, he set the bar so incredibly high for himself in 2018 and 19 that expecting someone to put up those kind of numbers year in and year out is probably folly on our part, even though Yelich is the kind of player who could probably live up to that. But pitchers are just pitching him differently, too. That, that is a huge component of this. You know, they're not giving him anything to hit. Uh, when he does get a pitch to hit, he's putting it in play at a ridiculous rate. I think his batting average on balls in play is like 345, something like that. He's just not driving the ball uh, for power the way that we're used to seeing. Uh, And I think that just, you know, that just kind of goes back to a guy that's in a funk. Um, So I don't know. You know, I I don't think it's a cause for concern, even with the length and money in his contract. I think he's a guy that can figure it out. But but the good thing to take away from it is, you know, he's not being fooled by these pitchers pitching him differently. He's not going out there and flailing and chasing, you know, but, the reason he's taking those walks is because he's laying off those pitches that pitchers are throwing around him. And when he score, when he gets on base, 
he tends to score, and, and that's a good thing, obviously, for the Brewers. The passing of the All-Star break means the onset of the trade deadline, and that's uh, that's rumor time, so let's let's deal in the what-ifs. I read one blog this morning. They're talking about three potential Brewers acquisitions. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, the third baseman from Arizona, Texas outfielder Joey Gallo, Freddie Freeman maybe within reach from Atlanta. Do you think the Brewers are going to make a grab at anything of that caliber in terms of roster-altering talent? I don't think so. Uh, I would never count David Stearns out. I don't think they have to, to be quite honest with you. you know, I, I think a lot of what the Brewers do in terms of a big splash uh, is going to have to do with what the rest of the division does. Because if, if the Cubs go out there and sell and, and the Cardinals go out there and sell and you know the Reds who kind of figure out what they're going to do over the next couple of days, you don't need to go out because it's kind of the white flag on the rest of the division and you're pretty set. They'd obviously like to upgrade at first base, but is there a right deal that's out there? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I know David Stern does. I see these being the kind of moves that people are fans of. You know, the depth pieces for the bullpen, uh, those kind of under the radar type things to bolster a roster. And let's be fair. I think David Stern's made his you know that deadline deal that everyone wants way back in May when he acquired really Adamas from, from the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, that's the kind of impact that you expect out of a deadline deal, and he's, he's been all that more. Got to find the right partners at the trade deadline. Trades are always a two-way street. Andrew, thanks for taking some time this morning. We appreciate it. Hopefully we can uh, call on you again uh, as the, uh, the stretch here continues and uh, we get a long postseason for these Milwaukee Brewers. Thanks. Anytime. Thanks.